Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Hey, y'all. My name is Shan. Welcome to Cozy Womb Podcast. This is a series for black fathers because black fathers matter black fathers matter to me black fathers matter to my children black fathers matter when it comes to my brothers um my mentors my friends they matter because they set the tone for who our children look up to they set the tone for how men, women, children, and other elderly people feel protected, feel like, you know, everything they've struggled for was for a good cause because they've seen who they've become. And I want to, um, I don't know, I just want to shine a light on them and hear from them in a perspective that sometimes goes unheard because no one cares to ask. Sometimes people look at fathers as if, oh, that's nothing. They're supposed to do that. Why would we, you know, thank you for doing something you're automatically supposed to do? You shouldn't look for any, you know, praise or any uh, thank yous for that. That's standard. That's the basics. You know, do what you're supposed to do. But when you have a father that's there, that's consistent, that's uh, available, that's attentive, that's caring, that's thoughtful versus an absent father versus a father that thinks his life and his now is more important than the child's future. Um, There's a difference. There's a clear difference. And I just want to show appreciation. So uh, this series, I've interviewed many, many fathers from different places, different backgrounds. And I really just want to pick their brains with different questions. So um, thank you for listening to Cozy Boom Podcast, and I hope you enjoy. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. I went to go vote today and I'm just like, oh, okay, I'm gonna go back in the house. I don't go nowhere. 
Yeah, you uh, you super mom, man. How <laughs> <Proud> are <of> you? <laughs> man, I feel like I'm not. You, you, you got beautiful, a beautiful family, man. Thank you. Likewise, the girls are getting big. Yeah, so like you want to talk about fatherhood? Appreciate yeah. that. So I got yeah, of course. I got a um like fourteen different questions, just picking your brain about fatherhood. Like we we used to talking long hours about other things, but I never talked to you about fatherhood. So um, I was like, yeah, let me true. see if I'll do it. So um, it's just I'm all, the only thing I'm using is the audio. So uh, I'm oh, just okay. gonna cool. yeah, I'm just gonna pick your brain. Wait, 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 wait. Before we get into this episode, let's show some support. Let's go. The black business that I would like to um, support this episode is B is for blackgirl.com. It's books and songs for us. So any brown girls out there that like books and songs and things to sing, I know Ari does. Um, check out at B, the letter B is for black girl on IG. And please check out B is for black girl.com. Now back to the show. Here we go. Back to the show. Back to the show. All right, so I'm just gonna um, start it. This is episode two, Cozy Moon Podcast. Black Fathers Matter, and we have O. Um, o and I have a, a long history of, um, let, me, let me see, my college days of interning with him for Chilio. And I'm used to having authentic, real uh, teaching discussions with him, but I've never talked to him about fatherhood. So, uh, you're a father of how many kids? I got three daughters and uh, raised, when I was married, um, my ex-wife had a son. I raised him since. He was about 10 months. This is back in uh, Connecticut. So you, you hear that? <laughs> yeah. So you know you in your That's essence, which is cool. Um, yeah. And where were you born? I was born in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. I was conceived in Nigeria, but from American parents. They're from Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. But they didn't want me to have dual citizenship, so they sent me, they sent my mother on a plane and uh, labor back to Pittsburgh, where she's from. I never told you that, did I? No. Yeah, I was, I was actually, I was actually conceived in Africa from, from, my parents who are from the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania. Mm. So they didn't want me to have dual citizenship in the Europe, but like, I don't know, back in 71, I guess there was a lot of political unrest and uh, and like they wouldn't give her health services. So wow. she had to be rushed back to uh, Pennsylvania to have me. I guess 71 was a different time frame, you know? Most definitely, because I've asked my mom about, uh, I was asking her about 
in the 80s when they had those the Philadelphia bombings and I was like do you remember it and she was like I kind of remember it but I don't I don't remember the details um, oh I definitely remember that yeah man um, and how I think that was over there I think it was over in Southwest wasn't it I think it was in Southwest uh-huh. Uh-huh. it was in West or Southwest one of them yeah she didn't have any details though yeah. That was cool. So my first question for you is, as a boy, I thought being a dad was blank. What did you think being a dad was as a boy? I don't know, because I didn't, I didn't really have one. <laughs> my father, didn't, he really didn't come into my life, like, I guess, from a responsibility standpoint, until I was 15. Okay, so like even with you seeing your friends' dads, like you didn't have any thoughts about what a dad was supposed to be or what a dad is? None of that? Nah, I never had a concept because I was raised by my grandmother and she had, you know, a couple of boyfriends that I know it wasn't my father and I I didn't even look at them like the, mm-hmm. the father role until she, she got with my uh, grandfather. My step grandfather Bill from Harrisburg, mm-hmm. and I just looked at a father like I guess he he filled those shoes at the time. Mm-hmm. So I would say I would look look at a father like um, I really never had a concept over that. <laughs> mm-hmm. So you had to over time you made your own idea as to what a father should be, with you parenting. Yeah, like, um, because in my neighborhood, like, there wasn't a lot of fathers. Mm-hmm. So I can't, like, recall, like, your dad, like, your dad said, come in the house, uh, Tony. Mm-hmm. Like, I can't recall it because, like, the majority of my neighborhood was mothers. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, after having my first kid in my arms, I felt what? I felt focused. <laughs> like instantly like, I can't focused. Play no more. <laughs> huh? Like in- instant focus. Yeah, like instantly, like like the bullshit's over. Like I was like a serious parent. Like mm-hmm. I was twenty eight. Yeah. Like when I had India, Indy, like, and I saw her. They had, there was, she had a, the doctor, she had, she, she was born through C-section mm-hmm. and they cut her back and I was, I was so mad, like, you know what I mean? But the doctor was so nice, I didn't sue. Yeah. So when I saw it, I just kept looking at her back and that, and that cut, like, hmm. like, what y'all, what did y'all do to my child? Like, you know what yeah. I'm saying? But, um, I just, I don't know, just something innately kicks into you where you just you just become like a automatic protector hmm. it's a feeling that most men won't know until they have a child hmm. and I see it all it, the time I see, I see guys change all the time especially when you have daughters yeah was it different especially for each of your daughters see. huh was it a different feeling for each of your daughters birth 
my second daughter, Layla, I felt like kind of confident, like I already knew what to do. The first one was just like OD, like, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, try to do everything right. Right. The second one, you know what I mean? Um, when I had her, I was going through stress and storm with her mother, so I was with her up to four months. So I didn't see her again till like eight or nine months. Mm-hmm. So we went to cool it. And like, it's different now because I guess like my, my new, my new children that I had, I don't have, I don't have, I don't have custody of them. Mm-hmm. So I see them every two weeks and that's just weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's just weird to me. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, second, I'm on train coming. Um, there's a lot going on here. I don't know why I picked this spot. <laughs> <laughs> it's like 88 money, money bag yells people out in the front and there's the belt line energy going on. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, it's just so like to see them every two weeks. It's like, sometimes I felt bad because that's how I was raised. Yeah. Dis- disconnected from my mother and my father. Mm-hmm. And I felt kind of bad at times because they're growing up exactly the way I grew up. Right. My daughter is with her grandmother, and my other, my youngest daughter is with her mother. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't know. When I see them, I just feel like I'm always like I gotta make up time because I see them every two weeks. Mm-hmm. So it's like it's like when. Um, it's like when uh, when I do have them, it's just like, go to the bar, go to the mall, you know, like, mm-hmm. like it's like you're doing all this fatherhood in a very short time frame. Yeah. And it just feels weird, like, it just feels too condensed for me. Yeah, it is, and I think as a kid on the flip side, most kids don't even want to do that. But I think as a parent, sometimes you'll feel like if you don't do these things, then you're not doing enough. But most kids just want to sit with you and chill and get to like pick your brain. Um, I don't like I don't like that part about fatherhood where most of the time mothers get the bulk of the time when it comes to yes the kids go to school but like the downtime like right now my kids like my kids are like in the house chilling and they get to like bond with me and come in here with me I feel like that needs to be on the father's side too like kids need to be able to just like come chill with you and just be in the essence of that relationship and when that's not there you can't catch up to that it's like it's like a time that's taken when you can't have that time of nothingness together with your kids. And so yeah, I can see how that's frustrating. Yeah, I definitely feel like I definitely feel like I could do a better job and spend more time with my children. Mm-hmm. The younger the the younger ones are at uh, uh five and eight mm-hmm. and and um 
like I said, by law, like by law, like I'm in a contractual agreement where if if um if I have like um if I catch them outside of the time the time frame that I'm allowed to see them is contempt of court, I can go to jail. So, but their grandparents are cool, but, and um, the other one, we, we, we worked it out, like, without going to court and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I spent time with. Yeah, so um, uh, the other one. It was it was a lot of stress and storm. We were beefing for like three years, but we finally we were finally on an even plane. So like um, because of COVID, I have when I go see my daughter, I have her come with me. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Because I don't want to have them around people. Like you know what I'm saying? I want to have the babies around a lot of people. Right. So my last my last baby child mother. Um, It's like my last child's mother. It's Chilio. Yeah, it's um, my last child's mother. Like, we're getting cool now. So we spend time together. Like, the baby, like, she sees us together and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, my second my second baby, um, well, my second child's mother. Like, we don't, I don't think my child ever saw us together. Does she ever ask? Yeah, she asked, but that was always on me. But like, I mean, I'm open to it now. But in the past, like, my anger with my anger levels was just too high. Mm-hmm. You know, but it's just like, start thinking about the, the kid. You know, it's like she needs to. If that's what she wants to do. Then like, she felt like it'd be healthy for the child. Then that's what I need to do. Yeah, it took me uh, with one of my kids that it took me about four and a half years for where we could be like cool in the same room uh he never was around for any of Anya's birthdays up until her sixth birthday I I let him come here and like stay a week and just have time with him and that took a lot out of me because you gotta kind of like forget your past stuff that don't really matter now um in order to let that happen but it it can happen over time yeah, that. sometimes it creeps. Sometimes it creeps back up. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes those feelings, I'm sure, creep back up where like you remember something that pissed you off from two years ago. I do, but at the same time, I check myself because I'm just like, who is that helping? And then when I ask myself that, I'm just like, it's not gonna help nobody. So I'm just gonna be like, oh. well, just certain certain triggers, you know, that like when you expect. Uh, behavior change. Mm-hmm. What's up, Spade? I'm gonna come and see. I'm gonna come and see you. I'm gonna call you, Spade. That's Greaser Spade. I look up to him. Um. Uh. Okay, certain behaviors like where I, where I'm expecting like a change mm-hmm. in that in that behavior in the sense and um. And uh, I'm gonna say it like, um, and I'm be like, you ain't changed, you know what I'm saying? 
Yeah. Well, you ain't changed one bit. Talking about you changed. And like, sometimes that that sets. I'm a I'm a cancer, so like I get moody. Like so that that trigger me. Mm-hmm. But I have to do what you said, like, and check myself. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because because um. I'm getting too old, man, to be honest, you know what I'm saying? To be keep beefing with my, my kids' moms and stuff like that. Yeah. Stuff ain't really, really helping the, the child, you know? Right. And um, I'm about to be 50 years old. And, like, uh, I just don't want them to have to grow up like the way I grew up. Right. And the way I grew up was with, I didn't have my mother and my father taking care of me, so I was with grandmother, aunts, friends of the family. Mm-hmm. And sometimes the environments wasn't healthy because, you know, some of the environments was dangerous because they was, you know, moving moving drugs and shit. Mm-hmm. And you three, four, five years old running around like a trap, basically. Yeah. And, um, you know, I don't want to see my kid grow up like that. Mm-hmm. So thank God, you know, they got good mothers and and their mothers come from good backgrounds and they, you know, their families are strong and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, so, you know, I'm just getting too old to be keep beefing. Yeah. And kids don't understand you know I mean? that space. Kids don't understand there was something going on with you and my mom. That's why you wasn't or you didn't or you couldn't. They, they just want you to make a way at the end of the day. Like, that's their whole thing. So, um... Yeah, I mean, it's just one of them things the way, like... I'm going inside. It's just one of them things the way it's like... Um... I'm just blessed they never saw us beefing and arguing. My mother's sick. She's in a wheelchair, can't walk, bladder removed. Um, just all kind of like underlying health issues that it's just been stressful dealing with that. Mm-hmm. But it's almost like taking care of another, like another child, child, if you will. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That and, does um, happen where your parents become your children. I'm at that. I'm at that. I'm at that phase in life. Mm. I'm yeah. at that phase in life. Mm. So, right now, I'm just trying to really focus on my finances so that um, that I take the brunt of the responsibility off me in terms of the financial woes, mm-hmm. and I can just focus on them, you know. Yeah. But like a lot of people don't know, like you know, I take care of my mother. And like, you know, that, that that impacts my social life. You know what I mean? You wanna say hi? Yes. What's hi. up? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I see you all the time. This is my my riot. <laughs> uh, 
Yeah, mm-hmm. so, you know, it's just like a lot of people don't know how, how it feels to have to, like, not only take care of children, but take care of, like, a loved one. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of people, I don't know if they understand, like, the, um, the um, responsibility that that, that requires. Mm-hmm. It takes, you, you got to be talking to somebody that has compassion for other people. And a lot of people don't have that. Right. Um, being a dad for you, if you could sum it up in three main things, what does that mean to you? Being a dad to me is is probably like a li- a life guide, protector, and uh, and um, a legacy giver. Mm. Um, your whole goal as a father for your kids is to what? The goal for me is is just for them to grow into grow grow into like the person that they're supposed to be in terms of their gifts. to the kids uh, just want them to be you know happy of course successful you know use their gifts and and um, the way that they're supposed to use them and you know just every parent wants their kids to be safe right that's like the number one thing that's always like going through my head with India mm-hmm. all of them really Cause I have a 21 year old and she's grown. Like we'd be in the club together. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> wow. Cause you know, I'm in like the art and creative arts culture. It's not like it's getting older, it's getting younger. Yeah. And like, you know, I'm like one of the only guys that, I mean, I'm, I'm like a, like a um, sustainer of culture here in Atlanta. And people, as they get older, they grow into other things. I'm still, that's my passion, so I'm still around. So, like, the audience is getting younger. So, just, like, the spaces that we've been hanging out in since forever. <laughs> the, pla- the places that we've been hanging out since, like, forever, for decades. Mm-hmm. Um, starting to be occupied by the youth. My daughter's age. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's not like I'm hanging around them; they're hanging around us. Yeah. And it's wild that I, you know, it's like a lot of I'm in spaces like with my daughter's friends. Like with India, the thing with her is like when I say safety, I mean I pick India up every day from school. Mm-hmm. You know that. Yeah. You know, I used to pick India up every day from from school, from middle school, really elementary school, all the way up to 12th grade. Mm-hmm. And like, I can't recall, like I was lucky, lucky in my grandfather, if I missed the bus and he took me to school. Right. I was walking, you know what I'm saying? Sometimes I would be scared that my brother left me and I got to cross the street by myself. So um, school buses to me was like, Ooh, you listen where you ride a school bus? 
you, you lucky, but um, growing up in Philly, you walk blocks to school. And um, well, growing up in Pittsburgh, this is my early childhood. We were walking blocks at the age of four or five years old. Mhm. Mhm. Like that's what that's just what that's just what it is. That's just what it was, you know. And then you I think never now let you my child walk exactly, exactly. I barely like like Andy walking to school at at, at um at sixteen, seventeen years old. Wow, that's the dad in you. <laughs> oh yeah. You know what I mean? I don't know. Like it's a different time now. Like I don't even feel comfortable with like my kids being like I'm going outside, and they, like being comfortable with them being able to come back. I would never be able to do that, but my mom was able to do that too with me. And my brothers where we could leave in the morning and come back. You you're not allowed to have that mindset now. Like that's crazy. Yeah, I might have been a little overprotective with India. I think I asked. I was like, Indy, like I tagged her on some posts, mm-hmm. some overprotective ass posts on Instagram. And I was like, I was like, is this me? And she was like, Yep. <laughs> Oh, man. Yeah, so Yeah, so like it was just one of those things where like Yeah, I really like just it's like Lambos, Ferraris, <laughs> Lambo trucks, Porsches. It's crazy out here right now. Um but anyway, um like yeah, I, I just, I just couldn't really muster the fact that somebody doing something in India. Mm-hmm. Cause you know, like every you know, we used to be. I don't know if you remember, used to be in the office and Indy. I used to pick India. Mm-hmm. I remember. And she'd be sitting in the office with us. Yeah. Well, she'd be sitting out in that little lounge area where if I had a meeting. And like, you know, most fathers don't, they don't OD like that. No. But then you grow, you you had like a child that grows up that wish that they did. And um, I don't know, like I had a, I had a dad that was very controlling and protective. And then I had a mom that was very like lenient and just like, you know, whatever, I trust you. And I had to, at some point, become my own uh, disciplinarian because she was just too free with it. So I had to always put myself in check. So now that I'm a mom, I'm forced to find my balance in both of those things. So I'm not too much and I'm not not doing enough. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. You were always a good girl, though. Like, I never really saw, like, like your peers, you know what I mean? I just Yeah. Like your peers, like I like I never saw um I mean you were just out of out of character, you know, just ratchet acting wild, you know what I mean? You're always pretty focused and and kinda have vision on what you wanted to do. Yeah. And I hope that these two are like that because they gonna drive me crazy. <laughs> <laughs> 
But um, when do you most feel appreciated as a dad? Anytime my daughters are smiling and not beefing with me. Hmm. Laughing they, when they laugh. Do I they crack a um, joke. Do they uh, compete for your, like, your attention or your time? You got to realize, like, I just got them together, like, maybe over a year ago. So, so the, this Lay, Layla, the second child, met the baby, like, a year ago when she was three. Mm-hmm. So, I like the fact that Layla is, like, kind of, like, the, plays the big sister role and kind of, like, protective and and all that type of stuff. Mm-hmm. I like that. Um, but I'm starting to see that they're starting to compete for my attention. Wow. And I don't, I don't, you know, cause like when I had, when I had Xavier in India, my stepson in India, when I was married, mm-hmm. with such an age difference, it, there wasn't no competing of attention. Right. You know, it was like a seven, eight year old age gap. You know what so, I mean? So with them now, they're they're close. They're close in proximity. You know, five and eight. That's like close. Yeah, that's basically the same thing. <laughs> right. Well, I know like the girls do it to me. You know, they're three and six, and if if Anya said, says I want a hug, she'll run into Ari. Mommy gave me a hug. So then Ari has to yeah. run. You know, do extra things to me. So I just gotta be open for that. But it's it's weird. See, my father, when I, when my father did give me, he had like eight kids. He got more than that. He really got like 13, 14 kids. But at that time, he had eight. Mm-hmm. And we all just be up in the house running wild. He wouldn't, he didn't, I can't even remember him like ever reprimanding us when we was kids. Yeah. So when you were in the house with your brothers and sisters, did it feel like these are my brothers and sisters or did it feel like I'm just around a bunch of kids? My father, my my, bro, my big brother taught me more about life than my father and when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. He taught me how to move. Mm-hmm. And like I said, my dad, like, he would all take us swimming. He would all take us to the wave pool. He would take us to Kennywood, which is, which is like a Six Flags, mm-hmm. you know, and we, that's when we all be together. But when, when, when we're in the house, he was always working. He was an intellectual writer. You know, like ran nonprofit organizations like the Urban League and stuff like that. So we just used to all be in the houses, like um, um, synergizing with each other. Mm-hmm. Since like kids, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like I never really felt like I used to call my father Curtis until I was 15. Oh wow! From zero to 15, like so I'm three, four, five years old. Cause they're like Curtis. I'm he let Curtis. You, he let you do that. Yeah, because he I, he didn't seem like a like I said I didn't have no idea what a father was. He didn't seem like a father. Yeah. Because I probably see him like every like like from like a year like I might see him twice in a year, mm-hmm. two or three times a year, or sometimes I see him every three, four, five years. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So like. That bonding zero to five just wasn't really there. Yeah. 
you know what I mean? And it's like, I didn't really start finding a bond with my father until about 17. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, on, I'm doing an interview. Okay. Yeah. How, how did your father help you improve as a father? Um, I mean, he, you know, he's very, very, very intellectual, my father. He's very smart. Highly intelligent, like, like he helped. He helped Obama win the state of Pennsylvania. He he brought Obama to Pennsylvania mm-hmm. when, during his presidential run. Mm-hmm. And um, and it's just I was having problems with my baby, with my children's mother. He was just like he would just say stuff like. You know, don't use the child support. Like again, you know, don't try to manipulate the child support. Just give them the money, because mm-hmm. ain't nothing you really could do about it. Like, you know, like, and that helped me from being vindictive. You know, like, mm-hmm. you know, just like playing those type of vindictive games. He helped me all through that. Like, let me know that's just not cool. Yeah. You know, he also helped me like just understand women in general, you know what I mean? Since he had, he was around so many, he got so many kids. Right. My dad got probably seven, eight baby mothers. That's crazy. That's madness. That's wild. That's a lot of personality. Um, My sister's father, my sister, Isis, who I was raised with, out of all my brothers and sisters, she found her father Four years ago, he's she's half Nigerian. My sister Isis, mm-hmm. she never she never even knew her father until four years ago, and come to find out, he got twenty five kids, five wives. You know what? Yeah, he, yeah. So you know, like Yoruba, you know they have wives. You know, you have four or five wives, mm. and and um and when I and they, she had two siblings actually in Atlanta. They. And um, they and um, Mimi, mm-hmm. and and it was crazy because they look exactly like my sister. I was like blown away. Mm-hmm. That's I was, like, scary. Blown. I was like, I was looking at Mimi like, damn, you look just like my sister. And they be like, well, you're our big brother. You know, they always look at, they always heard stories of me, mm-hmm. like fables of me, like, and um. Damn, I'm on one percent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then it's just, it's just crazy. Like I just see the, the impact of her not having a father, and all like the mental stuff that, it's like all the mental stuff that it caused her. You know what I'm saying? So like, fathers are important, man. Mm-hmm. It's like I always look at my my step grandfather like my father. Right. Yeah, I always looked at him like my father. I never looked at my father like my father until like 17. Mm -hmm. So he came and got me when... Thank you for listening to episode two of Cozy Womb Podcast, Black Fathers Matter with O. So I have to do this in two parts. So this is part one. I hope you enjoyed it. The second part, I have to catch up with him 
because they started shooting the video in the area that he was um, recording with me. So um, I'll post it part two up later for now. I hope you guys enjoy this episode. Another father is coming up next. Peace. Bye. Bye. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member? For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.